What's up, guys? Back for another episode. This is Chris Mead, your host with My Biggest Lessons. I have my good friend, and actually, you're on for the second time, my friend. The, yeah. the only person to ever be on the on the podcast twice. So, Stray Joshi, what's up, bro? Good to see you again, my dude. Looks like the first one went well. That's why you guys are having me again. Actually, one of the most, I thought it was going to be the worst episode because you were on it, but it was actually, <laughs> it was a top three banger. So, so people I'll loved it. it. I figured, yo, we're, we're stressed out now, right? We're 26, 25 days to Black Friday, yep. our Super Bowl. Pretty sad how much time this takes up all of our mind and it's the only thing we could think about. And I figured for you, you've been around the block a few times. I feel like every year we get a little bit smarter, but every year... You leave Black Friday and you're like, shit, I wish I would have done this or we should have done this. And there's there's no changing that. That's always going to happen. Yeah. But I wanted you on because I figured you'd provide some good insight for the listeners because you got 20 days to kind of bang this out and yeah. make it the best day of the year. Otherwise, you're screwed. Yeah. I mean, the way that we've been approaching it for a lot of our brands this year is like you look at Amazon this year. Amazon for the first time in a while has been missing their revenue targets when it came to like their big prime day to the point where they had to run a second prime day, like right before BFCM to try to also cannibalize some of that intent. And like Amazon's earnings are down. I think it was like 16, 17% on the quarter. And so I think that's a really good indicator of number one, like I think how the market dynamics are kind of starting to plug in there. But two, it's also this like this general consumer sentiment around Black Friday, right? I think pre-COVID, like us as a total as a total culture, we're much more like Christmas, Halloween, you get into October, you'd start to feel that it's like, it's winter time, you're hanging out with the family, you're hanging out with the friends. And so it puts you into this mindset of also Black Friday, also let me go buy and like, you know, run over to my closest retail store and buy a shit ton of things, go on Amazon, buy a bunch, go to any of the websites, go buy a bunch. But now it's just, it all kind of feels like one big blurs day for the past, you know, let's call it three years. And so what we've been kind of recommending to our clients really start your Black Friday, Cyber Monday, actually like a couple of weeks before the Cyber Five and run it to a couple of days after the Cyber Five. And so we then break that down into a couple of things. We always break it down in terms of our acquisition audiences and our retention audiences, obviously. So we move our VIP and we move our early access way up. Most of the time for most of our brands, it's either the first or the second week of November. That's where we do our doorbusters now because you actually saw last year, the majority of Facebook spending, IG spending, YouTube spending actually started about 10 days before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So that's when all the big brands loaded up and started making the CPMs jump through the roof. And so I'm also okay. just trying to get ahead of that because once you get into that kind of battleground, let's call it, it's so hyper competitive to get any net new, like top of funnel that really cuts through where if you're a technical product, a higher price product that requires any amount of education, it's really tough to drive like net new customer acquisition that isn't someone that's already slightly interested in it unless they're like interested in the category and you're simply like a product that's on sale and so from our acquisitions perspective we've kind of been moving that up and same thing with our retention audiences and that like the biggest thing that we've implemented this year too is i think a lot of brands over the past years like overcomplicated black friday daily deals deals of the week different deal on cyber yep. monday versus black friday and so we've just been doing these kind of line item drives across all of our brands. Whereas if you think about it, your normal consumer maybe opens up one in five of your emails if you have a 20% open rate, 18% open rate. 
during Black Friday, which is where Clavio's average goes down to. You're probably getting a shit ton of ads, so you're not really thinking about which brand to buy. And so to remove any amount of complexity during like the even shorter kind of attention span that the consumers have during this time, we've just gone line item drive for a specific period of time, consistent offer across acquisition, across retention, across social. So it's like we're trying to make sure that we get that one person across all of our channels seeing one thing. Because there's nothing worse than like buying something earlier on Black Friday during doorbusters. The discount then gets steeper throughout the remainder of the kind of weeks and you just go, well, shit, I just bought this. I hate this. Or you go through these daily deals and it's like, let me hold out until I find a deal that I like. And you're actually like just not really happy with any of them. So it's just like the the thing that I always say is best gift to any of your friends during like their birthday or during any like periods is like something that's usable. Like most of the time that's just cash rather than trying to figure out something for them. Do the same thing with your customer. It's like at the end of the day, you're trying to like look and save. You're trying to save money during this time. That's why you're stocking up. So here's something that's just super simple. A lot to unpack there. I love it. So first, by the time this episode drops next week, you're suggesting people start their sale pretty much next week if they haven't, because costs are going to be cheaper than they obviously are on on the big day. So we're doing that. I feel like I've always had this dilemma with CrossNet at a $150 price point because we're in the three-digit club. Do you feel like most of your, your ads work better with a percentage or a dollar amount? And what is the, is there a right answer? It sucks when I say this, but I think it totally depends. Like, what have we seen with lower ticket items is that the percentage really does better, right? Save $6 versus save 30%. But for yeah. you guys, if it is like a save 20 versus save 25 bucks, I found that if you show the the strike of what the actual like MSRP price is when you do a cash a discount, that works really well. But for the general consumer, just a, a discount of the 20 or 30 typically works better if they don't know the brand yeah. as well, if they don't know your price product already. Yeah, it might really just might be over that hundred dollar mark. That the true cash kind of makes sense because, like, I'm just like my girl, right? Oh, Victoria's Secret's twenty percent off every single day, Lindsay. Like, you know, like it, there's no sale there. So I think seeing the actual dollar savings been impactful. And then for our ads lately, showing the retail box actually in the packaging, so the customer understands what it's going to look like from a gifting yeah, perspective. That's, cool. that's been working really well too. Have you put yourself on a bunch of gift lists and a bunch of those kind of like? performance PR placements this year? Dude, I, I've tried three years in a row and every year it's like we started too late. Last year we spent a lot of money. Like last year we spent $5,000 on an agency that was just like pitching these magazines. Gotcha. And it always comes back like you get two or three and did it move the needle? No. So like what I do, like when I have some free time, I'll find like top backyard gift guides for me specifically, right? Find the writer on LinkedIn and be like, yo, because, I mean, that's, LinkedIn's my world and like where I get a lot of my stuff done is like, yo, this article is dope. I see that you missed out on CrossNet, the number one backyard game. How can you add it to the article? I'm happy to ship you one out. So they'll like get like five or six articles. It doesn't hard to tell if it moves like a unit at Walmart, but it's a feel good thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen like some of our friends brands or some of our other brands get on those things like Oprah's gift list, things like that, right? Like, yeah, with Truff. Yeah, I saw that. With Truff, right? Like that, that's yeah. going to absolutely crush it for them just because of her audience. I wonder if there are these audiences that are more like lifestyle, wellness, activities that, hey, stock up for these, for like that upcoming summer for you guys versus like yeah, more traditional, absolutely. bigger PR, but just like a, like more of these like smaller, like niche audiences that like might 
be looking for something like that. We've talked about it before, like our USA Volleyball partnership, we get four emails a year with them. And I literally just yeah. save them. Like we spend a lot of money up front on it. Yeah. And now I have three emails over the next 30 days that will be like wow. banger days. And that, those will be yeah. like 15 to $25,000 days. I have this like golden ticket in my back pocket and I'm trying to yeah. get as many of those. So that's been have cool. You, have you put your product on this is why I'm broke.com? No, what is that? It gets 4 million page visits a month. What? It's just this random gifting and like weird products website that basically is just, do you want like a, like a no show or like an, like an air phone or like weirdly <laughs> giftable fun products. So we've seen <laughs> it like products that are more gifting oriented, like things like that will like crush for some of our brands. But we found that like gifting products on those like true gifting pages have done like really well for us. One thing that worked well today, actually, I kind of like with the Truff guys, with the Oprah thing, there's a lot of TV networks that will run holiday specials. And so like I just reached out to Good Morning America and I was like, yo, we have some excess inventory. Let's hit it with a 50% off for like a good deal. And they're like, we're capture GMA this year. Sorry, but we have a sister network. That we could probably move a couple hundred units. Do you want that? Of course I want that. I'll take that. So I'm going to try to stack as many TV promotions that are kind of like a dropship relationship to yeah. burn through that excess inventory that we have that I don't want to have next year. And how are you guys tackling the retention strat for you guys? Because like I could jam on that too, but I feel like every brand looks at it slightly different. And so I'm interested to hear your take, especially being more of that gift product. Yeah, for us, like our LTV is not much higher. It's a one-time purchase, right? So like I'm less concerned on getting you to buy it for your four friends. I'm more concerned as a marketer to get you outside and become a billboard for me. So that's where I'm thinking about it. We're using like social snowball for some affiliate stuff, just really trying to make every purchase profitable as possible on .com. And I think the days are a way of like us just blowing cash on Facebook ads and like feeling good about it. It's, it sucks. It is what it is. Like CrossNet's really turning more into an Amazon and retail business than it is a Shopify.com business, you know? And like for the brands that you're working with, like for Black Friday, has the conversation been more about profitability on the first purchase? Because I know a lot of like your brands, even the, what's it called? The, I just literally took the protein just a cage. minute ago. The pre-workout. Yeah, cage. Like it just took pre-workout 10 minutes ago. But are they worried about profitability on first purchase or how's that looking? So I'll talk just in cage terms, and then I could talk about it in more general. Since we have such a high LTV for that product, and it's been really like tested and true, like we were able to kind of look at our 12-month LTV, even if there's a 30% drop in, in repurchase rates, we're still extremely profitable on those customers. And so like when we look at it, it's like most of Black Friday, Cyber Monday for us is a retention play. Most of our revenue is going to be coming from our VIP audiences, our email channels, our SMS channels our subscription customers like one thing this year that we're kind of like thinking about testing out is and this is like completely goes against the bottom line strategy but goes into retention strategy which is like the worst thing about black friday for some customers that are those subscription customers is like they feel like they get like screwed because they're on your evergreen subscription and so what we're doing to go and kind of just like overall retention just brand equity is like what if everyone that was on a subscription with us that has been with us for more than two months we basically just shot them with an email of like, hey, by the way, 
we got you. You don't even have to worry. We're adding you know, an additional 10% to what our best deal of the month is. No questions asked. Enjoy. If you were any consumer or just a brand was like looking out for you in that capacity, we're using Black Friday as like a marketing tool in that way of like driving retention. But outside of just the, the sub and save, it, we just we know that this is going to be a big repurchase month, just driving yeah. that kind of repeat customer. The second largest audience for us is going to be people who've bought in the past, but haven't bought in a while. So like we're using Postpilot to go and send a bunch of kind of these postcards to people who have unsubscribed from us on email and SMS. So it's like, we're actually doing a re-engagement campaign with those older audiences that we couldn't hit with any other marketing channel saying like, hey, by the way, we then have the audiences who are in our welcome series that haven't bought, we're pushing to them. That's a really big focus. And with our top of funnel, let's call it people that have never seen Caged. We're focusing more on highlighting that we offer a bunch of different products, probiotics, pre-workouts, proteins, and hoping that like from a category perspective, you get interested in that with the sale and the promo, you kind of come in and click. And then the landers are there to kind of then drive the kind of the brand values to kind of iterate the quality, flavor, taste, experience, things like that. So yeah, we just see like a very like if you're new, let's try to get you in through category. I'm not trying to sell you if you're not into it. If you're seeing us but haven't bought us, let's push at it. And if you've already bought, let's get you to buy again. That's dope. I I wonder even for some subscription, bro, could you do buy one time and it's like they auto put you on for next month? Like the next month is free on us just to try to hook you. We have some brands that we're doing subscription, like for products that need more frequency to build that kind of like lifestyle component of it. We like know that to like build certain behaviors, it takes more than 12 bottles, let's call it. And so we like run those like first couple of months at that discount. And like we see that the retention on that just like skyrockets because they're just now used to it. Yeah, no, I like that. Like one of David Balzin's friends sent me these Japanese snack gift package. I don't know if you, you've been Focus getting this, but I've been getting a box of Japanese snacks sent to my house every month for the last three months. That's and awesome. it's about to expire. And so now I'm about to be on month four and I've never paid for this, but I'm like, shit, like this has become a cool tradition. Like me and Lindsay <laughs> like to like eat them at like midnight when we're hangry. And now like I might actually buy them. <laughs> I've just been getting them for free, but it's like crazy how yeah. like subscriptions become a part of your life, right? Like yeah. you sent me the cage stuff when I'm done with the pre-workout, like either going to text you or I'm actually going to jump on cage because it's become a part of my workout. So yeah. Any success with Postpilot? Like we've like as a brand that has no LTV, right? Like yeah. we've struck it out there personally, but what I'm actually doing, I don't know if I sent this because we're launching good sport tonight. All of Danny's customers are going to be getting a postcard that says, yeah. yo, like we're launched good sport and showing Danny playing the games. Has yeah. that worked for you guys? You feel like you're getting some words back from it? Extremely well. So we're now testing with them this kind of, Michael and I were chatting about it, calling it this like IRL welcome series, where it's like right outside of just the welcome series you get with the email. Say you're like a net new customer that just came in, gave us your email address, or you're someone who dropped off and put in your address and we have that some way. Or you could just kind of device, or you could just graph it, where if you have someone's email, you can get someone's address. We will ship them a postcard to see if that's an actual better way of like net new acquisition. So I'll let you guys know kind of on yeah. the next one, like how that's did. But from a retention perspective, absolutely. Like okay. the, the thing with them is like, since they have it personalized where it's like, hey, Chris, everything else, use code, Chris. It's like driving like awesome engagement for us. So one of the brands that I invested in, like Obvi, which you already know those boys really well, yeah. like it's been crushing it for them. And so expecting very similar results to happen with Cage.
Do you see an age breakdown? Like for me, right? I'm 29. Like, I don't know about you, but like when I get the mail, most of the time I'm going to my mailbox looking for like a bill or a check and I'm throwing out all the other shit. Do you feel yeah. like the 40 to 60 demo like performs better with mailers? Probably. I also converted personally on HelloFresh because of their mailers. So I think that like okay. old school where you get that like stack of shitty mailers will do yeah. better with those older audiences. But this like new era where like people are just sending like personalized just pieces of mail that ends up being a postcard that are like super well designed, super beautiful. I've seen them do really well for other brands that like are hitting a okay. lower age range demo. So I think it's more about experience on that one versus the the marketing channel. And I, and I can't tell th- at this point, like, is it the marketer in me that's like hoarding this mail to like actually look at it and try to make it better or am i actually compelled like i remember lego sent me something and i'm like this is dope and like yeah i wonder that i wonder age and i also wonder like location right like being yeah. in a high rise in miami with 40 floors like that's a little bit different than a personalized piece of mail to like my two-bedroom home in woodstock connecticut on the farm so like yeah. i do wonder how i'm sure they got some data on that let's wrap up here last like rapid fire right you got 10 days left of black friday what are like some four or five things that you're automatically doing that you've kind of learned over the years that brands need a hundred percent be double, triple checking. Make sure that your email flows do not have your old discount codes on them. Like, yes, a lot of brands like update their pop-ups to match their Black Friday promo, but actually go into all of your triggers and flows. Make sure that you're not sending people that are coming to your website for the first time a 15% off if your website's 25% off. We've seen that unsubscribe rates on those welcome series just skyrocket during that time. Good. It's really simple, but it happens to everyone every year. Make sure that you chat with your 3PL such that they have one enough product and two enough staff to go and then actually kind of execute on that. I've seen too many horror stories of all of our friends' brands just doing this. They told their 3PL they're doing this, but then when the orders flow through, it takes them two weeks to kind of go and ship all those products out. Another one that we're doing, making sure on the ad side, you're being like really clear with what's working during that time. Because I've seen a lot of brands just toss up all of their ads and they just kind of set and forget it because everything's efficient during that time, right? Oh, well, I'm getting like a six row ads, seven, eight row ads during this period. You know, why don't you turn off anything? They need a tool or they need something that they've built out internally that can help them with understanding. Like, how do I even drive more incremental efficiencies during this time? Yes, it's Thanksgiving, all of that stuff, hang out with the family, but like go into the account a couple of times and just go and edit, make some updates, tweaks, stuff like that. It, Those are a couple. Is that a triple whale plug? That, that sounds like a, a triple whale plug. It is. There's a lot of attribution tools plug. I love it. No, it's good. Last last one for you because I'm genuinely curious. I feel like everything I do is SMS email. Is there another yeah. way to make your customers feel like a VIP? How are you like taking it to the next level? If you have one other form of communication with them, directly chatting with them. So like we straight up on the CX side for some of our companies, we'll go and hit up all of our VIP customers and send them these really personalized experiences during BFCM or whenever we do these VIP kind of pushes and send them either like, you know, contextual things that we've had through conversations with them, just chatted with them about why they love the brand, what they're up to, what they're into and kind of delivering experiences like that, or just even simple surprise and delight stuff, right? Where it's like, Hey, you didn't ask for it, but if you're in our top 20 or 30% of our customers, if you do the exact same thing, a, a postcard, but then it comes with a cage shirt or a blender or a shaker, those like kind of little simple, easy things just work really well. It's not the size or like 
the intensity of the gift. It's just like the thoughtfulness and like kind of yeah. thinking through like that person and what they're up to on a day to day drives that impact. I love that. And I think in 2021, I would have loved to just impulsively done that, right? And like, whipped it up in three yeah. weeks. But like in this economy, I think that's a line item for 23 that you actually budget for and plan for and be responsible of, hey, we're going to allocate this amount of money for our best customers, our top 5% and bake that in plan for it. If you're a good D2C business that has good margin and like for you guys, you have good margin for products like Caged, you can already backtrack that into their LTV, right? So like one part of it is always the customer profitability side, but like if I'm already able to front load and I know that they've been this profitable for us up until this point, yeah. that to me is the budget that I could then go and use to have those surprise and delights because those guys also sense. then act as the promoters and that's then a marketing channel. Cool. Oh, I love it. Dude, super insightful as always. We oh, talk yeah. for hours. Last second advice, Any anything else besides just try to get some sleep and spend some time with your family, but ultimately yeah. it's like the number one day of the year. It is. Just don't overcomplicate your offer. Make it super simple. You don't have everyone's attention for that long. So just make it something that's short, sweet, simple, and compelling. I love it. Crossnet up to 40% site-wide. That's amazing. Actually? That's amazing. Right? Yeah, up to 40% buying, off site-wide. Buying three of them. So let's get it, baby. All right, y'all. Sure. We'll talk soon. I look forward to seeing you in Austin in a few weeks. Hell yeah. See you soon, man. So that's another episode of My Biggest Lessons. Each and every week, I'll be having one of my favorite entrepreneurs come on, share their stories, their mistakes, the things they wish they knew. Entrepreneurship's a lonely road, right? You only learn by getting better. You only learn by making mistakes. So I want them to come on and share their stories. If you have somebody in mind that you want on, drop a comment, subscribe, share with a friend. Let's get the best people in the world on here. Thanks for listening.